0: Now approaching junction at platform passengers, report, please stay on board. Next stop
1: road station. iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the brand new edition of The Ruck, our top-rating podcast from The Times and The Sunday Times. Uh, Keyboards of the media all over the country were worn out for the asterisk key after Eddie Jones' reaction to his own team at Twickenham on Saturday. Uh, At least he had a reaction. There was very, very little from the crowd. Our two top panellists today... Uh, are both deemed widely to be welsh S- steve 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 james um, steve james now the cr- a cricket writer for the times and in this very studio he's flourishing a bottle of champagne <laughs> for some, for some obscure award that, that 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 they won uh is deemed to be welsh but he and he did actually le- lead the um the dragons the glamorgan cricket team to the county championship so no wonder but he was actually born in what many would say, would say is the dark side. Um, Forest uh, forst- Dean. Sorry, it's sort of semi-dark. Um, also, Stuart Barnes, um, he's B- Welsh on and off. Uh, Welsh, notably when playing for Wales, Wales Schoolboys and Newport, uh, and returns to Welshness every now and again when Wales win the Grand Slam. Um, so we got uh, people here nicknamed J-Mo and Judas. Uh, um Steve, uh, be very remiss of me, um, as, as the build-up to the Ashes is going uh, on, not to ask you about ben the, cr- the cricket. Oh. No, <laughs> we leave Ben Stokes. You've already put your colours to the mass by encouraging more uh, abuse between the team. You, you did say that um, the Aussies are taking it a little bit too far, but you like the, con- the, the, the contest on. Now, we've got a couple of fast bowlers down already. Uh, is it going as badly as it seems at the moment? doesn't seem to be going great, does it? Um,
2: I actually think it's going to be a, a really interesting series because... Um they're two quite interesting sides. They're two deeply flawed sides. There are a lot of good players who are going to be playing this series, and there are a lot of players who aren't that good, really. And, and you, know, you might not even be sure whether they're actually test players. So a lot's going to depend on, on how those sort of big guns perform in that series. But I'm, the- I'm worried about the Aussie bowling, though. This Mitchell Stark is the is the real one the left arm who's quick and has got about five hat tricks in the last two weeks or something, hasn't he? So um, he's the one who can cause some real problems. Is he nasty, it? too? well nasty enough I think I mean he's probably not as nasty as Mitchell Johnson was but um, he's a danger man if he went down injured then England would be
1: very happy but yeah looking forward to it it would be good and you going out for the one day series after? Yeah, that? after after street? Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw you bat. I think no wonder you were going out for the one day. <laughs> um, sorry, that was you scored a million runs, mate. That was that was uh, that was teasing, uh, Stuart. Um, you just cleared up one thing for us. Last week you wanted Mike Brown out of the England team. Yes. He was the worst fool ever to have played at fullback. Today, if I read your piece right, you want him back, <laughs> or actually, you, no, you, you want him back, back for a farewell, isn't it? If he's unfit you don't want him to lose his place because he's unfit, mm. but you do want him to be kicked out if he's fit. Is that correct?
0: I would like Mike Brown to be fit for selection and not be picked. Uh, I think Mike Brown's one of these blokes who, whatever you think of him as a player, and um, we'll be serious for a second here, he has put everything in to the England cause, hasn't he? Ever since they picked him. You know, he might have his flaws and his weaknesses, but he has been, he's epitomised England. He's it's sort of the hugely committed guy who's not quite top class. And I would I think Brown's a sort of bloke who would rather lose his place by saying there's a youngster come up, we want him now, rather than being unavailable for selection because of head injury and just watching his place in the England team disappear. I think, you know, as a fan... I would say let's get Anthony Watson in as a former player. I have some empathy with Brown, and I would like to see him go the right way, which is sort of out on his shield. Okay.
2: What, what about Elliot Daly? What, what does anybody want to play Elliot Daly at fullback?
0: Oh, right. it seems like an ideal fullback to me. I think Watson's got slightly more speed. Yeah. I think Watson is slightly stronger, and I think uh, is
2: Daly a better footballer? And is he that footballing ability wasted on the wing?
0: No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's wasted. I, I think daily. I think daily for England um, is Eddie Jones's dream of a uh, 21st century campo. In that <laughs> y- y- your number is 11 or 14, but you play Pop anywhere up, yeah. you want. Yeah. And, and if you remember last year with England, yeah. the good stuff he was doing, he was coming off his wing. Those lovely yeah. kicks when things weren't going right, yeah. picking little holes there. I think he's uh, uh, at his best. He's f- a floater. He's f- free to play anywhere he wants. And it doesn't really matter where he's, whether he's 11 or 15. Mm-hmm. And I think Watson gives you more direct counter-attacking power. Wait, is if is we,
1: Watson okay under the high ball? Sorry. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. I think so. But the thing is, with, with Watson, it seems to me that when he's playing on the wing, he can't almost exclusively stays out there, and he doesn't look like part of the game. But as soon as he was switched to fullback on the Lions tour, he thought, God, I've got to do, do something here. And he mm. did try and run from the back. And again, mm. he tried two or three runs from the back on Saturday. So, you know, you, you, can, you cannot have a bloke who doesn't pass the ball and never beats a man, I don't think. But listen, I just wanted to check that uh, I don't think I've quite got it, but if he's injured... You want him to stay, (laughs) but he can't play
0: if he's injured, so you'd rather him be fit and dropped. I would rather him be fit and dropped, rather than go through the pain of thinking, I've lost my place because I'm injured, I'm never going to get it back. Does that make sense? It does.
1: (laughs) Now, um, just being uh, completely serious for a moment, uh, Stuart, Saturday... um, Uh, watched, uh, I think you and Miles Harrison, On you you tried to keep the pot boiling a little bit, Mm. but it must have been
0: difficult because (laughs) there was really nothing for you to feed off, was there? (laughs) There haven't been too many 80 minutes that have felt like 80 hours as a commentator. (laughs) That was one of them, yeah. It's really hard. You know, you you can judge a game as a commentator. If it goes really quickly and you think you've been bouncing around with, 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 with your fellow commentator and it's all gone well, you know, it's a pretty good game. If you're thinking, you're looking at your clock and you're thinking how long to go and and while Miles is talking I'm thinking, what point can I make that isn't irredeemably negative? What can I do to just try and keep this game going by saying it's not good but why isn't it good? Is it X, Y, or Z slowing them down. You know, then that's pretty tough. And I came out with a headache, and normally headaches with me too much red wine. But this was this was actually just trying to think my way through 80 minutes.
1: No, no Steve, you were at uh, you were at Cardiff, but yeah, what so your, what your impressions of, impressions are of trickling, we'll come to Cardiff in a minute. Yeah, watch it in the, in the press room. Yeah. It was, it was an awful game to watch. Mm. Um, absolute tripe, really. <laughs> it, it was. It was the worst third quarter of play I've ever seen in any game. Nothing remotely happened at all. Yeah, no. I think it. It just goes to show that you know England didn't have the best three players, did they?
2: Farrell, mm-hmm. Itosian and Billy Winopola. Um And sometimes it would be quite difficult when you haven't got your three best players. Well, I, I, I mean, they just couldn't get anything going, could they? Couldn't get over the game line. Couldn't get any quick ball. Just. I mean, if Argentina had kicked their kicks, they might might easily have won, and might not exactly been undeserved. That would it, if if Argentina had pipped it. So yeah, it was a it was a bad day, but I suppose at the end of the day, they
1: did win it. I've got I've got kind of a wider point to make here, and I, and I think it's a warning uh, a warning to everybody in in the international game. International rugby comes along in torrents now. Uh, England have already played Argentina twice. If you haven't played a team for four years, five years, it becomes a big game. Saturday, the crowd were going through the motions. There was no energy at the start, no energy during the anthems, no energy throughout it. There was no climax or whatever. And I think, really, and not singling out Twickenham, a hundred quid a throw, that felt nothing remotely like an international. I thought there was more... Um, There was more bite and more contest yesterday when the Scarlet's kids played the (laughs) Leicester... I I mean it, Exodus Seconds. There were more people who wanted to know in that. And I think it is a warning that there are too many test games. No question about it. Anyway, um, just picking the bones of some of it, Stuart... um, where, where, where can they go we we, we we said where did it go wrong it's very difficult to say because there was too much wrong I actually didn't I agreed um, with everything that Steve said this morning about the Wales Australia game what I didn't agree with was when you said England got lots of carriers Steve because I couldn't see any apart from Courtney Laws Stuart where, where's the,
0: where, Where's it got to come from who's going to spark them into life well they've got uh, short term problems because you said who gets them over the gain line you, you look at Ben Teo and eddie jones is a big fan and last season in the yeah. six nations England was struggling uh, to get over the gain line and to get any momentum behind the scrum until he came off the bench and it's feasible, they could have lost to both Wales and France and then, with that Ireland game, it would have been an appalling Six Nations for England. He came on and with a combination of power and good footwork got England over the gain line, over the try line and he, ch- he changed the season for them uh, and Eddie Jones understands that Theo's just not a crash bang wallet player, he's, he's he's important and I think that's why he's coming back into the squad till Wednesday because he wants to reintegrate him as fast as he can for the Six Nations, but uh, with Australia coming up, that they do have a real issue. I have long thought that uh, Ford, Farrell and Joseph doesn't work because it lacks any punch. And England get very lateral. Their back play is persistently lateral. Uh, it relies on on George Ford putting together a fantastic pass to get any momentum into their game. You've got to have some... Some Ford needs someone we can go to and say, just carry it over, especially against a game like Argentina when it's slow ball. And if you don't want to kick it away, but you want to keep it, what you can't do is try and go too wide with slow ball because you get smashed. And if England do that against the Aussies, they're going to get humped over the game line and are going to be in big trouble. So... I, there's there's no real obvious answer. Um, What's your ideal midfield then for England? Sir? Uh, my ideal is Ford, Farrell and, and Bemtio. I think that's a bloody good midfield. Um, I was hoping that Henry Slade would come in and not just come up with the little exquisite touches that uh, everyone is so enamoured with, but would actually run hard lines. And he has run them at 13 for Exeter, but he didn't run them for England. Mm-hmm. Um, so his, his passing was a disappointment as well because he's normally a good oh, passer. His, his, his whole his whole game his whole game was really poor. But bear in mind, you know he, he he he's he's done bits and pieces as a twelve throughout his career. It's only as a thirteen that he has been consistently good. So I would I mean, like to see yeah, him a thirteen. Well, he barely
1: played at twelve, is he for Exeter? I mean no, That's no. one of the problems. Where do you stand? Are you still a um, uh, uh, Farrell ten? Ford ten? It's the endless debate, Steve. It is the endless
2: debate. Um, and a lot depends on the on 12th thing. I mean, I'd like to ask Stuart, Stuart, say if England had two magnificent centres, okay, rather mm. than Farrell, yep. so, I don't know, Carling, Guscott, Greenwood, Tyndall, who would you play at 10 then? Who are the two magnificent centres like, I for? <laughs> oh, <No>, okay, you <laughs> know what
0: I mean. Not very nice. <laughs> you know what I mean. Charming. Um, or Driscoll, or I don't know. No, uh, first of all, I think I'm, I'm with. I'm with uh, Jones on this, and I'm with uh, Gatlin, who's got there eventually, and I'm with uh, Hanson when uh, Marnonu became more than a crash-bang no. merchant. I think your 10-12 is crucial. Your, your 12 plays closest to the 10. In the game now, biggest change between when I played in 1872 and now is the speed of defence. Mm. And everything shifts like a kaleidoscope. And in my game, I like to think, everyone shut up, I'll, I'll make all the decisions. I'm the little Napoleon. Mm. Can't do that now. You haven't got a hope. You have to have someone at 12 who can be a second pair of eyes and ears. And that's why I think... 10-12 is more important than 12-13 and that's why i think ford and farrell are ideal and i think they are set in stone until the world cup Do you reckon? but until he gets a big 13 he's got a problem and it's with joe with joseph or slade england just look lateral and the other problem is can they find them? themselves they haven't got themselves a big meathead on the wing mm. you know australia will find big wingers new zealand will Pick blokes like Naholo or Surveyor. They come off their wing mm. and they make angles and, and they give you options. It's not happening with England. I, I, just, I, I, sorry,
2: I, agree, on, I agree
0: with your point, but. Um, it's, 10 is still the more important position, isn't it? 10, ten is the most important position. I just position. get the
2: impression that Farrell's playing at 12 because we haven't found anyone else no,
0: in I, I That might have been the case once. I think he's playing at 12 because Jones believes in the two footballing inside backs. It's the Carter-Nonu, it's the Sexton-Farrell thing, it's the Ford-Farrell thing. That's, I, that's what Eddie thinks and I tend to agree with just him. Before we go on uh, to,
1: to to Cardiff, Stuart, um, Jonathan Joseph, we are waiting for him to come through. We're all thinking he's on the verge, he's had a great game, but then he doesn't have a great game is he going to fulfil himself or should they already be starting to look elsewhere
0: Uh, he's had a lot of caps he's scored quite a lot of tries Um, he was brilliant against Scotland when Ford and Farrell clicked and that's my point if 10 and 12 work you can have an average player and he could cause carnage um I think he's had too many mediocre games both for Bath uh, this season, uh, the Lions tour, he didn't really cut the mustard. And whilst I thought Slade had a really poor game and and looked nervous and nothing worked, I would play him 13 against Australia because I think his potential is greater. I think Jones will go Joseph and I understand why because... um, it's a big game and England certainly need to win this one um, I Jones thought he would have gone with Slade
2: at 13 for that Argentina
0: game yeah if he'd have done that then there'd have been more chance of him doing the, yeah. the, the, of, of keeping him in for that for that game but going back to the two playmakers interesting Geach
2: um, Ian McGeekin always says that he'd prefer his two playmakers to be at 10 and 13 rather than mm. 10 and 12 because mm. that gives you mm. gives you more options I, you know, I, I I mean, and if if Slade was
1: to come through at 13 that might give England another Interesting option, wouldn't it? Oh, well, I, I think I think so. But uh, Stuart, I think, and if, if it's going to be Joseph, uh, I mean, Elliot Daly's not not a, not a basher or a beast, no. but he's he's got far more, in my opinion, to offer in terms of playing getting people outside at if he real, plays at
0: 13 Steve is a real, there's a real issue with Elliot Daly and it's been going on for a few years now he defends well at 11 13 he gets himself in bad positions his yeah. body position is wrong he misses a hell of a lot of tackles and whilst all of us love to see the attacking flow in game yeah. that position I think coaches call it the edge now that 15 metre line wide you have to have someone who knows that and what Joseph does do he does he's, def- he's, he's, he's very yeah. well organised and organized that's why Jonathan there. Davis
2: is so good for and Jonathan way. Davis yeah, 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 are the yeah.
0: same and, that, that's why I wouldn't play daily there I think until he can for the Wasp really make that position his defensively not in attack he yeah. stays on the wing
2: Steve uh, going c- back to c- your c- point Steve I, I'm yeah. not sure I said England had loads of carriers
0: I? Cause I you said trying. they had more carriers did
2: I? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah
2: well I think they have if they get Mako Billy Laws at six. Okay. And I told you back in
0: it. Yeah, to be fair to Steve. right. First, calm down. The rest of We did
1: say that we They
0: need more carriers.
1: It's all right. The rest of the report was okay, though. Don't worry. <laughs> we're going through your report gonna, later no. I thought you were going to storm
0: out for it.
1: Huh? <laughs> Steve, um, Wales, Australia, when, yeah. when it came on, it looked like someone had thrown the fast forward uh, switch compared to Twickenham. But um, it seemed to yeah, be. I was going to say it's good for the neutral, but you don't have neutrals in these games. First of all, we're on to Australia in a minute and the danger they promptly mm. faced to England but you at least sort of saw a germ in that in the Welsh 10-12 thing you thought that worked reasonably well yeah I mean the first thing it was a really good
2: test match wasn't it I mean compared to that England game, it was uh, it was it was totally different. Um, it's always tricky you now. As I was writing that report for today, you, you don't want to take too much from a defeat, do you? Because at the end of the day, no, Wales, sure. Wales lost, and that's 13 times on the chart And myself and Stuart were talking earlier and saying, you know, there must be something in the in the mental side of that because it it just keeps happening. But. But you, you know, for me, watching that game, there was definitely something for Wales to take because they did play so differently, didn't they? Yeah. Um, they, they passed the ball a lot more. There were a lot more offloads, and as a consequence of that, they they made a lot of mistakes as well, which I, I suppose is understandable, isn't it? You're trying to play a new game. You, you're going to get things wrong, and there were times in their own 22 when they, you know, they they tried to play play too much but
1: um what, what, the, what about half time where they tried to play when all they had to do was kick the ball out yeah, I know. Thing, I know. I mean it was just, just
2: and there was one time when Dan Bigger tried that cross kick from a from a penalty and there was another time when Gareth Davis tried a ridiculous offload to, to Falata you know yeah. that's you think you know just just calm down. Yeah but, no sure. But sure. I, I think the most striking thing for me was yeah you say ten twelve went okay, Owen, Owen Williams did okay. He wasn't outstanding, he, hmm. he did okay. With some of the handling from the forwards, you know, prop Rob Evans, I mean hmm. he looked like an outside half at times didn't he, you know? some of the passing some of the handling even others like do you Jake. mean his skills or his shape <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, need, I need to know on what era are we talking
1: <laughs> he does look a bit like Barns doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> got better yeah, hands possibly.
2: <laughs> but, um, no, but, I mean him and you know Jake Ball had some nice touches Alan Wynn had some nice touches you know he got Fallato in the white towers Fallato's hands let him down on a few occasions, which is you know really mm. really, really unusual and it, you know they got unlucky with that the or try shouldn't have been a try and that did come at an important time you know Wales were really on top there and I think it was was it 22-16 at the time you know, if Wales had scored there rather than, than Australia it might have been a different game so okay. you know, I hate to take consolation from defeats, you, you shouldn't do that too often but I think in the, on this occasion you know, there was something for, for the Welsh to be quite positive about.
1: Stuart sure, you followed um, the, the, the Wallabies uh, through their recent revival and then uh, you've seen them on, on uh, Saturday uh,
0: they seem to be genuinely coming back now don't they? Listen, with Australia, people who said it it was a crisis and, you know, what's going to happen with Australia, talking nonsense, they don't... Unlike England, and in particular New Zealand, they do not have the strength of talent. Mike Checker, who is an extremely intelligent and smart coach, understands that the modern game, international rugby, whether we like it or not, it peaks around World Cups. And Australia have to dip for them to be able to rise again. They have to do that, and we've seen that dip... Coming, we're seeing the rise now. They've had the bad two years, they're starting again. Um, They're going to miss Ledesma, who's gone back to uh, Argentina, and they could do with him because the scrum is not what it was. But Mm. he's left them a a pretty decent set piece. And any Australian team that has a decent set piece is dangerous. And I know, you know, Foley's a very erratic goal kicker, but he's a clever playmaker. Will Genya, um, is a class act. He's one of the yeah. best scrum halves in the world. And where I said England don't have big meatheads to crash you over the game line, Australia can combine the skill of someone like Bill with Kurundrani and the pace of Falau. I know he's not on this tour, but looking towards the World Cup, they're already appearing like dangers. And looking towards this Saturday, uh, I, I'm... I always think be careful what you ask for Eddie when he says I want a full strength Wallabies at their best
1: sure um, Steve uh, no follow but they seem to have uh, great player though he may be they seem to have got round that by having Beal's talent which they actually used him second third receiver sometimes as yeah. well uh, with with Perhaps ironically, to meet with respect to them uh, in the centre.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, so Surajani so, Kur- had a brilliant game. I thought. Yeah. yeah. I sure. a very you know, good player. Yeah. He he's does a, against he's Wales, a big, big it? man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they got other ball. I mean, Rhys Hodges on on the wing is a decent ball player. He can. I was talking to Stuart earlier. He can yeah. play ten, twelve, thirteen, anyway, yeah, fifteen. Oh, they, I mean, they were a dangerous side. They were, they were so clinical in that first half. Wales made two bad mistakes with, with exits, didn't they, from from restarts. Rob Emma's knocked on the first time. The second time, Steph Evans, under pressure, tried a, a kick and it went horribly on. Both times, they just went through the phases and, and scored. You know, 15, 16 phases each time. You, you give them a sniff and they, they score. They're such a dangerous side. And that's what's
0: interesting there, Steve. The only time Argentina were able to put any degree of phases together was right at the end, wasn't it, when they got 30 phases in a try. Australia will keep the ball Australia are very good at holding it they, they've gone from being a team that, that have got a, a, a myriad of first phase moves to a team that keep the ball and, and then try and exploit, put people like Kurundrani in space and if they're keeping ball against England it's all well and good saying wasn't England's defence great against Argentina? I frankly you know, any defence would have looked good against that cumbersome outfit Yeah. Um, it's going to be a completely different test for England, and if Australia do come up pace, and I hope they do, because Jones is right. England need a challenge, then we're in for a, a, a fascinating game. Take your point See, about
2: Genia as well. Sure, he, he was outstanding again on Saturday. I, I think I'm right in saying when England won three 0 out in
1: Australia, Genia he wasn't, play. he no, wasn't he playing. Yeah, play. well, played four years. Yeah, yeah I mean that's that's, that's a huge factor yeah, sure. The way he controlled the game on Saturday was brilliant. Steve, what about their pack? I mean, we all keep on saying, Oh England they've got a great pack and they've got a great show Well, actually, it's it's a decent, but rather than being mm. great. I really do think that. And, yeah. you know, we, we know England hopefully will come out steaming with passion and try and mm. put the fingers on the Wallabies up front. But it's not as if it's sort of Al Baxter scrummaging there. Now, they, they no. don't look too bad, do they?
2: No, they, they're better. Although, in fairness, Wales did put them under some pressure. I know at the end, I mean, yeah. Australia were down to seven what, men because, yeah. because, because Hooper was off. But generally, I thought the, the Welsh scrum went went pretty well. I thought they might miss Samson Lee. But, um, yeah, I mean, that Australian scrum is, you know, it's not like when Andrew Sheridan was uh, causing all, all sorts of problems at Twickenham all those, all those years ago. As Stuart sure. said, that, you know, they've got a solid platform. Their lineup's pretty good, isn't he? Adam Coleman's a, a fine second row, isn't he? In, in the tight and in, and in the loose. Just, He's but, feisty as
1: well, isn't he, Coleman? Bit just, of edge about him. Just go on to the next international as well, Stuart. Um, Germany, Brazil at Leipzig. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I wrote I thought, about
0: that in my Sky thought, column last thought, Monday, I thought, and did, I didn't follow I thought, up Well, I thought Score. Brazil
1: were hard done by Germany, won by quite a few. <laughs> Seven. One. But I think the crowd at the Bruno Placina Stadium in Leipzig would, <laughs> uh, were a factor as well. They, they're more animation at Twickenham. <laughs> and I think, actually, this week, it's Germany-USA. Seriously. And blimey, what a game that is for the future of rugby. If one of those two countries could take off, then oh, can we
0: give up on America? I'm fed up with this whole America's <laughs> coming through, the great American corporate dream. Let's focus on Germany and the fanatics in Leipzig, Steve. OK, all right. Talking about okay. crowds, Steve, we probably should mention what happened in Cardiff. Um, obviously a lot of people
2: couldn't get into the ground in, in time for the kickoff. Yeah. off you know, di- different security checks they were, you know, it was a sh- security check for, for every person going into the ground and a lot of complaints but yeah. in fairness the WIU WIU have flagged that up well beforehand, you know, and they, they'd open the ground three hours before kick-off, so uh, I think people maybe should spend a little bit less time in the pub and get to the ground
1: a, a little bit early. This last-minute rush in the ground is absolutely ridiculous, yeah. said the man who did the last-minute rush to the podcast <laughs> today, no, it's just ridiculous, and on, honestly, there's a growing debate now about, you know, there are so many internationals, so many tickets available, it's not so, so, so much the rugby core going anymore, it's people going to... Eventing, and good luck to them mm. but they don't have to drink a lot these eventers honestly oh my lord um, oh my God. it wasn't like
2: that it was actually a good crowd in they reduced the ticket prices this time there was 70,000 I think for that game last year there was only about 55 so. right okay but they, they do worry for the game against Georgia this, this week You know, more people have gone to the Australia mm. game rather than Georgia well, so the two it might not be such a big crowd this weekend
1: the way Georgia went on the weekend they'd be worried about yeah. everything I would have yeah, thought no, they no, were, yeah. were quite tasty um, if you'd seen social media this week you'd see South Africa up in Arms, really. They want to get rid of the coach, and the missed, team, yeah. everything. Uh, so the social media that's yeah. Twitter and all that. You yeah, probably I don't, don't know what mean, no, no, about, don't you are talking about. Newspapers. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, well, we love newspapers. Uh, Ireland, South Africa, thumping, convincing wing for uh, for Ireland. Uh, Steve, uh, significant result. Um, Again, you said earlier, you don't want to take too much away from a win as well as not giving too much for a defeat. But great for Ireland. But my God, huge question marks now.
2: Yeah, I watched quite a bit of that game, actually. I mean, the scoreline was slightly flatter. I mean, they scored three tries in the last sort of nine, ten minutes, didn't they? But... um, and it's interesting, you know. We're talking about the ten, twelve stuff about trying to play in Wales, trying to play an expensive game. Ireland didn't play any rugby in that game. You know, it was all about Murray and and Sexton and and their kicking game, and and they just uh, they outmuscled the. The South Africans from from the start, you know that bundyaki was on his debut, smashed the mm. the prop from the you know from that line He he went off injured. And that that just that that was the tail of the he's game. he's
0: he's the, the crusher England need, not he? bundyaki well, well, he
2: might he might well be. Yeah.
0: So I mean, we're talking about
2: 10, 12 you know, mm. ball. I mean, they did a few wraparounds with with Sexton as they do, but it was just all about you know being absolutely physical. That Ian Henderson ran through Etzebeth at one stage again. You know that. That told its uh, its story, and they smashed him physically. That lad on the wing, Stockdale, is is a big lump, and he looks a yeah. looks a promising player. But all around the field, it was just Ireland winning all the all the collisions. You
0: know, there was nothing too sophisticated about it. though. we touched, Steve. We we. We get coaches telling us journalists that we know absolutely nothing, and the game has gone away from ex-players. But you know what? You watch Ireland play. What's the key? It's territory, dominance up front, physical aggression on the yeah. game line, yeah, that's, and that, that, that's yeah. how it was yeah. when I played the game. It hasn't. The essence of exactly. the sport exactly. is the is is exactly the same. And England didn't have that essence. And I don't know if I could. I say, ask you something. You know, Eddie always talks about wanting his gangsters and his nasty men. Have you seen a more polite? Pack than the English one at the weekend. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't. There was absolutely no
1: glowering anything. Oh. Honestly, no, not a game thing. Look, just throw a punch. you so, show, show, show something. I totally agree. I think, actually, Ireland are the toughest pack around. Yeah, and you know, this
2: scrum was brilliant as well in that game. Yeah, I no, sure. Well, well, well really they got British. Furlong and yeah, it, was it was going to be great
1: for years. It's going to be the next line. Furlong, strong. Exactly. But also, you know, sometimes these guys spent so long in camp together, but but South Africa didn't appear to me to know what they were doing. Wales had gone too far the other way mm. and neither Argentina or England seemed to have a real Hard nosed clue of what was go- meant to be going on.
2: No, and they Ireland, sh- you're right. They've got a real edge in that pack. I mean, yeah. H- Henderson's got an edge about him. Yeah. I mean, Stan- Stander, uh, Omani O'Brien.
0: Can we talk? Can we answer. talk? Can we talk coaches there? I mean, Joe Smith. Uh, he's got his critics, but Smith is a. Uh, an astute rugby man he's got a a computer for a brain he's got Johnny Sexton who on the field operates everything for him Ireland know exactly what is happening all the time and if they can get on top up front they're going to crush you in the end because the only way to stop them is to put a foot in the machine Mm. South Africa under Alistair Kutsia uh, is a uh, they don't have a machine I mean they've nothing is working there now and uh, they might have lost by one point to New Zealand at home but until they get consistent selection and they get a consistent understanding of how they want to play then y- you're waiting for the next South African hammering they might play well next week but the week after they can get beaten again whereas Smith has everything at his fingertips I'm afraid Alistair could see her it's all slipped away from him and, and South Africa if they do get you know they've got New Zealand in the next World Cup They've got to do something really quickly because managerially, uh, focus-wise, they're all over the place. I
1: think Razzy Erasmus w- is, is sort of circling there, but um, <laughs> you do feel sorry for them because they've got this other element which no one has, and that's so they've got to show recognition of their other well, races and, uh, and Steve, colours. Steve,
0: I mean, Alistair Kutzia is not going to lose his place as head coach, is he? I mean, Razzy is there going to be in his sort of overlord position. Yeah, sure. But sure. That, that's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's, it's coach as well as players. It's difficult for them. Um, you know, and, and Kutsia has been bringing, bringing through black coloured players as well um, but there's no even then there's no consistency in what they're trying to do. This is The Ruck we will be back after this
1: As you're listening to me Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts that's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone.
0: Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues One size fits all seems like a good idea for
1: clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to the ruck. Um, Scotland won a game on Saturday and uh, scored a lot of points. The main trouble is Samoa, <laughs> who, God bless them, probably. Uh, Preparation was shocking Also scored a lot of points Scotland this week Got New Zealand Um, Are we claiming Any sort of a Revival year Steve When Samoa scored So many points Yeah I mean I I only saw A a few
2: clips of that game But yeah I mean That's uh, quite a startling Number of points To concede Wasn't that The highest aggregate For for a test ever At Murrayfield Something like that Yeah The previous
1: record Was 12 points (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
2: they'll be very worried about uh, New Zealand coming uh, next weekend if if they're going to
0: defend like that. I think they'd be worried about New Zealand coming if they've won (laughs) 38-0. There's a point there. Uh, uh, Gregor Townsend will have them doing some fantastic things in attack, but he's got to get that defence going fast. And again, uh, you know, I see an awful lot of uh, Glasgow and Edinburgh playing in, in Pro 14 and there's some smart players there, but again, to come back to this word, word, collision, trying to win a collision, I can't see how they can hold New Zealand because New Zealand are so much stronger than, in, in you know, at breakdown, at one-on-one tackle-tackler situation.
1: It'd be very interesting to see what Team New Zealand picked, because it, with respect to Scotland, there have been times when they picked the second team there and still won. Probably not good enough to do that now, but... I think they might leave a few out I see Dane Coles is out Dane is Coles it, is a- out yeah, ACL, yeah. Well, um, the, what, I mean they've got a few missing already haven't they yeah they, they
0: have yeah. they have isn't you know Hansen's quite happy to leave a few at home actually <laughs> they're playing for the World Cup
1: while this was going on um, France, New Zealand people were talking about second half comeback by France but actually they were so far behind uh, the the um, Laporte stroke
0: Noves tandem <laughs> so far Stuart not doing anything uh, <laughs> no one can accuse me of hindsight here I, the things I said when Guy Noves was appointed, he was ten years past his sell-by sell by date with Toulouse if any country in the world could have made a worse appointment than Philippe Saint-André it could only have been France and, and Guy was one, Guy Noves was a, a genius a long time ago and his course had run, his run by and and I just you know what I said about Alistair Kutsia there and the problems for South Africa you can magnify those times five for France. France are going nowhere with Guy Noves there. They're, they're in no shape. I don't know what they're trying to do. They're daydreaming.
1: And you have to say, the All Blacks, you know, um, you two boys have been quite hard on them in the past, but they are um, <laughs> <laughs> they are really so far ahead at the moment, you know, um, and, and they, they just never look like losing unless they're playing a team coached by Warren Gatland. Uh, or Um, Michael Chacker well okay that was once Um, just uh, fancy in Wales to beat the All Blacks you see Uh... I've actually got a sneaky
2: feeling that well, I mean, <laughs> the thing have is as good a chance as they have for, uh, had it for war. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they uh, might
0: have. That's none. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> they haven't had any chance for 50 years. I mean, like going back to what I said about the
1: pl- plethora of, uh, of international matches, to play New Zealand, South Africa and Australia, it's just nonsense in these days, in four weeks. It's just, however much you need the money, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Let's just go back uh, very quickly to England and Australia, because we didn't... Let's just have... Stuart, give me your... Selections, then Steve, give me your selections or give me your changes. I mean, I have to say, the, what I've got written down here is Rocker Dagoonie must stay because he definitely brought something. I'd like to see Harry Williams play. The bold thing would be to put him in this time, but I'm sure they'll leave him till Samoa. And I think Courtney should be six instead of Rob, Rob Shaw with yeah, I with, with, with Joe Launchbury uh, in, in the second row. Stuart,
0: your changes, if had you been Eddie? Um, had I been Eddie, I'd still keep Williams on the bench. Uh, from, God, the scrum's not great. Ju- just about stick with that scrum, scrum, but it's getting tight with Cole and Hartley now. Um, I would definitely play Courtney Laws at six, and I want him to be fired up all over the place, smashing people, which he wasn't doing from the second row. I would go, mm, because I then bring Maro Otoje into the second row as a two-jumper, I would play George Cruz even though he didn't go well. I like the fact that those Saracens know each other. I I, I really like that second row. Um, flanker and eight fine. Halfbacks fine. Farrell obviously comes back. I would stick with Slade, but I can understand why he's probably gonna go with Joseph and I wouldn't go Rocker De because I would have Daly May and Anthony Watson at full back.
1: Steve, are you gonna go where are you gonna put Otoji for a start? Yeah, second row. Second row instead yeah. of, uh, and I'd have Laws at six as well.
2: But right, okay. and I, I'd say, as Stuart, I'd keep because I think he's so important to, uh, as a lineout caller.
1: Yeah, line-up caller. Uh, he one didn't play well on Saturday, but no, he did right. Yeah, okay. I think he's he's very important to him in that respect. Um, Samoa game is going to be important for many reasons, but this one is incredibly important this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm just on the record as saying it. it's all become confusing to me, and the, the selection and the whole policy seems to be. Based on deliberately confusion, which I don't understand, and I think England have got to win this week. It's a bloody huge game. Yeah. Just just a couple more issues. There was some joke kits. What everybody uh, people have written into us to talk about the Welsh kit for uh, Sunday's game against Georgia looks like a sort of black (laughs) T-shirt. Uh, England wore jerseys which the publicity said on last Saturday made them more difficult to spot to the opposition. Well, actually, <laughs> they were difficult to spot but if you're in the crowd, an island in South Africa apparently played in the same kit. Yeah, uh, they did. That was, that was
2: terrible well, too, to distinguish the two. Yeah.
1: Abso- absolutely ridiculous.
2: Wasn't the problem with that England kit... That invisible thing might have been okay, but for the big uh, sponsors logo, yeah, huge in, 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 sponsors in logo, which yeah. gave the game away.
1: A yeah, when you could see, <laughs> hey, the sponsors made sure you could see the logo, right? I,
0: I think <laughs> they, I think they still put the fans though before the um, the money. I'm pretty certain of that. It's not, it's not all about shirt sales, no, and sponsors logos. I'm certain that the RFU is is thinking fans first. You're quite right. The yeah. other thing is, it's very interesting where they're thinking <laughs> is that. um They've gone very,
1: very quiet on their bid for the World Cup, which is announced this Wednesday. And I can tell you, as I told our readers yesterday, the horrible backstage shenanigans that are going on is evil. I enjoy and uh, uh, Yes, yes. And um, very interesting. The RFU haven't said which way they're voting yet. However many times I asked different people, they still wouldn't tell me. Uh, which suggests to me that if they're not going to make it public, maybe they're not going to support the process, which I think is absolutely very, very bizarre. And we'll put them at odds with their own Billy Beaumont. We're just going to go r- really, really rapidly through. Steve, uh, England, Australia, who do you fancy? And by how many?
2: Yeah, I think England will still win despite having played so badly
0: last week. It'll, it'll, it'll be closer.
1: I, I just got Australia by a t- small margin. I don't
0: think England are really up there at the moment, Stuart. Uh, um I think we're now uh, getting confused by the fact England keep winning. They play Argentina. and says the main thing is we beat a good team. They didn't beat a good team. They beat a rubbish team. Mm. They didn't play that well in the Six Nations. Argentina was not... Top line tournament away. If you look at the quality of performance, in the end, it comes back and it bites you in the butt. And I think the performances of England compared to the performance of Australia, as such, that even though it's at Twickenham, I reckon Australia start favourites and might just nick it. Yeah, I'm with you, Steve.
1: Let's just go two Obviously. more games. Um, France, South Africa. Now, it's one thing <laughs> to it's <laughs> one thing to lose to <laughs> New Zealand, <laughs> but I tell you what, it's a heck of a thing to lose to South Africa. I mean, that could be this well, sadly the clash of the giants, but. South Africa bounced back.
0: They brought Vermeulen back into the squad. Yeah, they can't. The thing is, they can only bounce back in South Africa, can't they? They, they, I think, they haven't won away from home for about the same amount of time as Argentina haven't won against anyone top tier. So, even with Guy I I have to go France there.
1: And uh, finally, Steve, uh, the big one: Germany, USA. Um, (laughs) They've taken it away from. They've taken it away from Leipzig, which they'll, they'll miss the crow. But how do you see it? Yeah, I haven't done my research on that one yet, Steve. It's uh, it's going to be in the paper on Friday. Yet, so I've got around to that. Okay. One yet, so. Well, I fancy if the <laughs> if the German coach gets this right, I think he's got a great chance of knocking over a big Tier two nation. Wales, Georgia, could that be? If, that if could, could be <laughs> closer than people think. Well, well the Georgia squad a magnificent try, which is already viral on um, uh, uh That means it's on um social media, it's like, Stuart. That means Not an illness. No, it's not an illness. That guy, the
2: when he's uh, just got to it, just before it went over the Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, Georgia looked looked
1: like they. Adding another dimension. It wasn't now. a scrum. No, it I wasn't a was scrum. It a great Georgian tribe, a 20 metre No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, no, the Georgian oh, not like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the Wales and Georgia, Wales haven't got enough problems with Jonathan Davis being out. Now they've got the Georgians who will be, will be really up for that one. So, a lot of internationals, a <laughs> lot, lot of issues. Uh, thank you to Steve and Stuart for being with us today. We'll be back next week with, uh, with another ruck and no doubt with a 1,001 other topics to to talk about. Thank you for downloading us. Thank you for listening.
0: The train is now approaching. Junction and platform. Passengers. Airport, please stay on board. Next stop, road station.
1: iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone.